Welcome in Braves Today. Bravestoday.com is where you can find us. He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. Michael Harris Jr. Have yourself a night, sir. August Garcia, you do the same. Bottom of the lineup carries the Braves through to at least tie the series at one apiece as they head to the rubber game on the next day. Yeah, this this team feels like when that bottom third of the lineup is hitting, right? Whichever outfielder's playing at number seven and then Arcia and Harris, that they become a lot more dangerous. And I, I think Atlanta fans get a little bit spoiled by Michael Harris in the nine hole. Like, that's a really good number nine hitter. <laughs> it could be a so, leadoff in some places, yeah. Th- there's Exactly. There's teams that he would be the leadoff hitter, and he's batting ninth here, and we'll probably never move him out of that spot. Right. But when they're rolling, it get, it does so much more for the offense as a whole, but for the top of the lineup, because then you have to pitch to Ronald Acuna Jr., and you have to pitch to Ozzy Albies, and you have to pitch to Matt Olson and Austin Riley. Mm-hmm. And so when they're hot, like tonight, it's hard to stop this Braves offense. Well, and even Rosario came in and went one for one and had a base hit as well. So, I mean, you got to throw him into that in, into that bottom half as far as tonight is concerned with uh, with the success that the Braves were able to have because that put him aboard. Yeah, I mean, it's it's when everybody's hitting like this, it's just there's no we've said it before. There's no break in this lineup. Number nine hitters for the Braves. This is nuts. Okay, <laughs> two seventy eight, three twenty six, four sixty one is the slash line with only thirteen home runs. Like, that's the slash line. There are teams where that would be 150 points yeah. lower because it's your it's your backup catcher and your light-hitting shortstop. So, it's going great. I love it. <laughs> that's probably the best way to put it. I yeah. ask again, and I hate to pile on him, is Murphy broken at the plate? 0 for 3 as far as tonight is concerned. A couple of double play balls where the ball, no exit velocity is absolutely terrible. He's just dribbling the ball out there. Of course, the speed's not there. I do have to wonder, Lindsay, you and I have talked about this in previous pods. He's got a lot on his legs. It is a long season. Does Snit mix it up and start doing maybe reverse? Go Darno two of three, at least for a few series, especially series like this. Because I told you, don't get me wrong, it counts in the win-loss column. Mm-hmm. I don't like the American League games. I say they don't count. They do count. They count for win-losses. But unless you're playing at somebody in your division or somebody that can help you in your division, if you you know, if you know beat them, it, or that's the – I guess it's just league by league. So I don't understand why Snit hasn't mixed it up a little bit and given Murphy maybe a little bit of rest because he just doesn't – he doesn't seem himself right now at the plate. And I don't know if that's timing or legs or what it is. I think this series you're going to see that happen. If you look at what it – Atlanta did. Game one was Travis Darno. Game two is Sean Murphy. But Atlanta's been really specific about a day game after a night game. They switch the catchers. And normally, it's not a big deal because Murphy caught games one and two. But this right. time, Darno did one. And if they stick with that switch, Darno's going to do three. And I think that's Brian Snicker's way of trying to maybe ride the hot hand a little bit and maybe give Sean Murphy a little bit of a chance because he's a guy, he's from Ohio, he played in Oakland. He's not used to being in the heat of the South all day, every day. So give him a chance to kind of rest a little bit here in the dog days of summer so he's fresh down the stretch. The story of the night, Strider, six and two-thirds, five hits, a run, two walks, had nine Ks. Been a while since he hasn't had double-digit Ks uh, or since he's been below double-digit Ks. But surpassed the 200 Ks and got that memorable 200 against probably one of the best players. Some people have said Acuna, some people have said Otani, but Otani 
hands down, offensively and defensively, especially since he's a pitcher too, probably the best player in the major leagues. Gets it against Tim, done in style, got him again in the thirds. So had a couple of strikeouts against probably the best hitter in baseball. Yeah, I mean, last year the record for him was 131 innings to get 200 strikeouts. So 13.7 strikeouts per nine. 123 innings this year, so 14.6 per nine. Uh, just mm. broke his own record. It's When Spencer Strider is on, it is very difficult to make things happen, and it doesn't matter how good you are. You can be last, uh, the MVP from two years ago and who should have won MVP last year and who will in, win MVP this year. Spencer Strider is on. You're probably going to strike out, and that's what we saw tonight. And obviously, he did more than well enough to take Atlanta to a victory. That's what we're used to. I'm excited to see a fully healthy Spencer Strider in the postseason to see how electric that could be. It, it, well, those his unlike Sean Murphy, Spencer Spencer Strider's legs will be under him. <laughs> uh, those big thunder thighs that he's got. He, he, you said broke his own record to 200. So that leads me to pitching as far as the rubber game of the series is. Uh, probables for game three. At one point in time, ESPN still had Otani listed as that game three starter. That has since changed. We will not get to see one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, they announced that from the Angels side coming into the series, they shuffled the the uh, the pitching matchups a bit. We're going to see Lucas Giolito, new trade acquisition against Yanni Chirinos. Chirinos uh, has played exactly one game for Atlanta. He was fine. This is something where you're definitely going to need the offense to to come out and give him plenty of run. We mentioned Chirinos in the article that went up after the trade deadline. Atlanta didn't get a starter. Talking about You've got five or six or seven options for that fifth pitching role, and right now, Serenos is in it. But if he doesn't perform like we know he can, you're going to see somebody else go in that spot, a Schuster, uh, uh, a Dodd, a Soroka, someone else. So we'll see how Yanning Serenos does against Lucas Gilito tomorrow. Trade line was today, but before we get to all of that news and some of the things that took place, don't you have a little something for us? Yeah, Braves fans, I've got some fantastic news to share with you. We have an amazing new sponsor for Braves today. Couldn't be a better fit. Ford Stokes is the founder and president of Active Wealth, host of the Active Wealth Show on AM 920 The Answer, and author of the informative new book, Annuity 360. Here's the best part. He wants to give each and every Braves fan a free gift, a copy of his book, Annuity 360. All you have to do is... Visit annuity360.net, provide your contact information. Ford will send you a complimentary copy of his book absolutely free. It's a great opportunity to gain insights into protecting and growing your hard-earned wealth. It's important to know that Ford and his team at Active Wealth specialize in assisting pre-retirees and retirees who have over $100,000 to invest. They're experts in helping you make the most of your financial resources. So if you're a Braves fan with $100,000 or more to invest, you're in luck. Ford and his team are eager to assist you. Don't forget to mention Braves today for a special discount when you reach out to him. Again, that's uh, that is Ford Stokes, founder and president of Active Wealth, and the book is Annuity 360. Ford's a good dude, too. Uh, he uh, has been to a lot of uh, games in the area as well as come by and seen us personally. So if you get a chance, uh, I, I suggest you have it's a free book for goodness sakes. I mean, you might as well take advantage of it. I mean, you can only learn from it for 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 crying out loud. Uh, trade deadline. Trades, or as I put in the title that I sent to you, lack thereof, is <laughs> a lot of people have expressed disappointment. You and I have talked about it. I do think there were some good pickups. 
It's not anything sexy like everybody wanted. You know, you saw the Verlander name floating around out there. Uh, I like what you had had written out to, uh, to uh, some of us and talked to some of us about. I do wonder if that's Verlander's team that may have leaked that, that about six teams were trying to, to court him just to try to entice somebody in order to take him um, because that's a that was a big nut to bring with you if you would have brought him on as far as money-wise. And, and listen – we talked about legs being there. He's 40, man. I mean, that's not the guy that you want to pick up and, and put your, you know, build your rotation around. However, uh, when it comes to trade talks and some of the things that took place, not a lot of movement, uh, which I don't know that we expect. You and I said that it would probably be only two or three players that got taken Alex Anthopoulos would go after. And that's exactly what he said. He was quoted as saying, we definitely checked in on some starters, no doubt about it. Brave staffers, he said, are confident. Guys like Kyle Wright, this was that was a shocking one to me. I did not mm-hmm. think that they would throw Kyle Wright's name in there. Dylan Lee, Jesse Chavez, you said Chavez is probably going to be back soon. And of course, Max Freed all will be back and return to form. Shocked? Well, the Kyle Wright thing, I think, is a newer development. He threw a bullpen on Saturday, said he felt great, had no lingering soreness. They have another one planned. I believe it's supposed to be on Wednesday. And then they're going to be discussing when to start rehab assignments for him. So I think that's a newer development, but absolutely no sign of the shoulder soreness that he had from January all the way through until they shut him down. So they finally have gotten past that. Uh, Max Freed, the plan, they haven't officially announced this yet. Probably won't, the way that they work work things, probably won't until after the game to, uh, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But Max Freed is slated to start on Friday night on the road in Chicago as Atlanta goes. It's actually, I, th- I think it's a day game. It's at like 2 or 3 o'clock. It's, it's the Cubs special. It's like 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Oh, where uh, they still act like they don't have lights? Exactly. But Max okay. Freed Max Freed will be starting. He's done four rehab starts now. His last start last Saturday, I think he went 73 or so pitches, so he went where they wanted him to be. He'll have one extra day of rest for this start on Friday if he is the starter on Friday. I wonder if that will push Elder back. He's slated to pitch on Friday according to the schedule right now just because they haven't confirmed. And so, But they did leave Saturday open, so I'm assuming mm-hmm. Elder will drop back to Saturday and then it'll be Morton, and then uh, whenever Atlanta heads to Pittsburgh, then we'll see Strider. So uh, it, it looks like it'll be kind of back to regular rotation if Freed's able to. I'm also curious, Lindsay, how long do they let him go? What's the leash on him? Are they going to say, is it going to be anything? It going to be a pitch count thing? It's been pitch count in the in the minors and his rehab assignments, but we've seen him stray from that whenever he takes bullpen sessions after the game. So do they say 75 pitches? Do they give him 90? They give him, I don't know, they give him 100. No, based on the way you typically take these things as a guy's coming back, you'll kind of have a, a lower limit and a higher limit. And you'll start off saying, okay, you did 75 in the rehab. We're going to shoot for 75. But if you're feeling good and you're in a groove, we'll probably let you go to about 90. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of the way that you work that is some of it's communication with your pitcher and it's just kind of establishing up front. Hey, you know, you did 75. We think you can do 75 again. We'd love to see you up to 90. We're, but we're probably going to pull you out if it gets past that. And that's kind of what I would expect to see on Friday afternoon is just them say, okay, you know, 75 to 90, depending on how it is. If it's the middle of the inning and you're at 82 pitches, you can finish the inning, but we're not going to send you back out at 82 pitches, if that makes sense. 
As far as acquisitions are concerned, we've talked about it before, Pierce Johnson. Nicky Lopez is one that got picked up. I told you that I didn't see this coming because it's an infielder. You and I said that we were looking at an outfielder, preferably one with a left-handed bat. Uh, and then Brad Hand is one that has been talked about kind of amongst social media and baseball people as being a rather good pickup for the Braves. Yeah, I mean, he's a two-time All-Star, uh, fastball slider guy. One of those pitchers, I'm going to liken him to a a better version of Jesse Chavez. When okay. you look at all of the stats and the metrics, nothing kind of blows you away. There's more blue on StatCast than you would love, but he just gets the job done. He's just a really good, really effective reliever. And when you go back and you look at Brad Hand's uh, season, he had two back-to-back -back outings where he kind of got blown up a little bit, and the ERA looks bad because of that. But outside of that, he's done everything you wanted, and obviously you're getting him out of course field. So it's a really good pickup for a guy... To me, the biggest thing is I'm thinking about 2021. We go and we get Richard Rodriguez from the Pirates, okay? Mm -hmm. Rodriguez did not make the postseason roster. He didn't pitch at all in the postseason, but he threw like 30-plus innings over the last month, month and a half of the season, and that saved, uh, that saved all of the good arms in the bullpen from having to do that extra work so they were fresh for the postseason. So I think at worst, Brad Hand's a guy who can take some of those innings for you to preserve your A.J. Minters, preserve your Jesse Chavez and your your uh, your Kobe Allards and your mm -hmm. guys like that for the postseason. And at best, he's going to be the all-star guy that you've seen in a couple different places in the past. So I like the pickup, and you didn't really give away a lot to get him. He didn't cost a lot of money either. No, it's it's a really affordable contract. Uh, it's something where he's only making a couple million dollars, and he has a he had a seven million dollar team option for last year. Now there or for next year, there's a clause in there. I don't nobody's really talking about this. There's a clause in there. If he gets traded, that club option becomes a mutual option. In essence, he has to agree. Yes, I'll stay here for one more year for seven million dollars if you want me to. And I think that's just in there so that. He has some safety. If he gets sent somewhere that he doesn't want to be, he can decline the option. I would imagine uh, it, Atlanta would be interested in picking him up. Typically, Atlanta's uh, reliever acquisitions have been guys that had at least one additional year of contractual control. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that's the reason they went after him here. And I would think that their intention at least would be, we're going to pick him up as long as he looks anything like he's looked like the rest of his career while he's here. You pointed out, let's get to Lopez now for a little bit, and mm -hmm. uh, and you pointed out to me, yes, he is an infielder. The good news is he can play anywhere in the infield if need be, and defensively, he's been an asset for anybody he's been with. Yes, he has played every position on the diamond except for catcher and pitcher in his career. Now, he most of the time, second, third, and short, but since 2021, because he's, he's played all three every season, He's been the best defensive infielder in baseball. Doesn't have a gold glove because he played all three positions, right? right. He played shortstop, he played second, he played third. But uh, from in outs above average on StatCast, he has been the number one defender in baseball since 2021. So if you were to lose any of your core guys, if you were to lose an Orlando Arcia, an Ozzy Albies, an Austin Riley, any of those guys, he can go in and probably give you better defense than they were giving you. And... Doesn't have a ton of power, but in 2021, he batted 300. So the ability to hit well is there. Now, he struggled against fastballs the last two mm -hmm. years. 
And that's the difference in 21 and now, statistically for him. But Atlanta's a very good fastball hitting team. And a lot of that comes back to the coaching of hitting coach Kevin Seitzer. So I feel comfortable that they're going to be able to fix him rather quickly. Well, and it's not just we keep talking about injury prone. I mean, this will give those guys a chance to rest, too, uh, up the middle as well as uh, Austin still doesn't take days off. And so that'll give him an opportunity maybe down the stretch, especially when the lead gets to where it should get before it's all said and done with it, that magic number starts setting in. You can give those guys a break, and he can get some quality innings out out on the infield. Yes, something where as you – like. I would imagine as you're getting towards the stretch, you're going to try to start working in days here and there for some of these guys. And then there's always that thing. It's my favorite day of the year. It's the game after you've clinched. Yeah. And no, like hardly any of the regulars actually have to play in that game. And so you'll probably see him be the starting shortstop that day. But I'm confident that if anybody on this team went down, for the most part, he could step into their role and play it very well. And I'm, I'm excited to see him have an opportunity to play in the postseason. Uh, fun fact... He's scheduled to get married in early November, and he didn't think it would be a problem because he was a member of the Royals. <laughs> but um, if the World Series, if Atlanta makes the World Series and it goes the distance, he is supposed to get married between games five and six. So, so he's hoping if they make it, they sweep. They just start just start out with a sweep, and then he still makes his wedding. He did say his wife understood. Like if there's one thing to miss to, to have to reschedule a wedding for, it's the World Series. <laughs> but it would just be like, it, it's just really funny to me that he didn't think that was going to be an issue. So they went ahead and said yes. And now he's got to potentially think about that. We're seeing how the month shapes out. Lindsay and I have talked about it. We've got August Austin that could happen. We've got August Arcia that could happen. Uh, so far, our, now Austin did, Austin Riley did go two of four tonight. So he did have a couple of hits. He just didn't have those big bombs like we're used to seeing. Uh, but then you got Arcia that did get his bomb and uh, the first of back to backs between uh, he and Michael Harris, the second. So, uh, we shall see how it shapes out as far as the Angels are concerned. And then after that, going to hit the road. Well, got a day off. It, it's a it's a getaway day, but still uh, before they head into the Cubs series and then get another day off. And then their 10-game road series, I think, is what we're looking at. Back-to-back uh, yeah. back, or coming down the stretch of two 10-game road series is what we will have. Uh, so away from the friendly confines. Yeah, they're sp- spending quite a bit of time um, out of Atlanta, and it's something where this is the last real, like, big, long road trip Mm-hmm. Uh, of the year after this are a little more manageable road trips. So it'll be exciting to see them go in. They'll take on the Cubs. They'll take on the Pirates. Uh, Cubs have just came off a big win streak to set them up for the deadline. Yep. Pirates have not been that good. Should be an advantageous schedule. Atlanta should do pretty well on the road trip. Yeah, New York's getting rid of all their pitching. And then, of course, the Yankees coming to town. That'll be your next, next chance to see the Braves inside the friendly confines of Truist Park. He's Lindsey Crosby. I am Ben Taylor. We are Braves today. Bravestoday.com. Lindsay, as always, thank you, sir. Thank you.